You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. What is going on everyone? Welcome in to the Side Mission Podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, as always, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. All right, boys. So today, we got a fun one. Really, really fun topic. Topic that everybody in the gaming community loves to talk about, especially during this time of the year when there's just no games out. (laughs) So we decided to talk about our updated look at Game of the Year stuff. So what games have fallen out of Game of the Year? What games have kind of crept into that discussion? So if you guys could each think of one game that without a doubt has fallen out of the Game of the Year discussion, what game are you both looking at right now and why? I would say from our beginning topic of Game of the Year, uh, Animal Crossing, definitely. Yes, I agree 100%. It was it was definitely a lot of fun at first, but I don't know. I just It couldn't keep my attention. I, I fell off of it real fast. Well, we know because you cheated. Because you cheated. Because you cheated the whole time. She's got like over a thousand hours and she's still cheating. I just don't know how she's played the game for that long. I really don't. Because I... I, Time travel, I don't get it. I'm with you in that (laughs) Animal Crossing New Horizons just... It kind of fell off with me because... It felt like getting on every day was just kind of a chore. You know? Like, we talked early on about that was one of the strong suits of the game was... Oh, you get on every day, and you have a set number of tasks that you have to do. And then other than that, it's really just going and visiting other islands, going to mystery islands, chilling, doing stuff like that. And it it just all kind of got old. You know, we we played it religiously, the three of us did, for about, what would y'all say, maybe a month straight? Like oh, we got yeah. on every day, we'd play at yeah. night together. We'd go to each other's islands. We'd never went to Matt's Island because, well, he's Matt. Um, but... <laughs> hey, I have a nice <laughs> island now, man. Do not. Matt, Matt... That's like, you better stay off the island now. I put some work. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think that it's it's just a show of like, Nintendo made a great game in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Not a saying it's not a great game, but when you look at the contenders that are are up for, going to be up for Game of the Year, I just don't think it holds a candle to it. So Matt, what, what, what game are you looking at? Paper Mario always has this possibility yeah. to be a, a Game of the Year contender, and I was honestly expecting it to go back to its roots. But then I've been playing it, and the battle system, as unique and new as it has been, has just become more just of a chore to me. And yeah. they adapted this much more convoluted version of that battle system in the boss fights, and I'm finding it hard to even pick it up. So here recently, I would have to put, probably put it with Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper Mario is that one. I, Kyle, I'm interested to hear what you think about this. Paper Mario really feels like from our last recording to now, especially on our YouTube channel, Side Mission uh, on YouTube, be sure to check that out. It feels like from then to now, we've really done a complete 180 on that game. Oh, you know, yeah. we've really, yeah. we've really flipped on that, and that we were all loving it at the start. With the art, the art style was great. The graphics are really unique. I love how the des- everything is designed. But the deeper you get into the combat, you realize that it's not really that deep. And I hate the arrow system. I absolutely hate it on boss fights. It's absolutely dreadful. It's a puzzle that didn't have to be there. You could have made it any number of different ways. That felt like the number one worst way to make it. Kyle, yeah. what was it about Paper Mario that lost you? Um, For me, it was, it was definitely the combat. I think that it's... 
while it's not my favorite, it is way better than it used to be. It's a lot better mm-hmm. than normal turn-based combat. But yes. it's just... I don't know. It's it, it, Turn-based combat is not fun. I mean, it is yeah. just not... Mm-hmm. And I knew... I, I said it, you know, when we were when we were doing it in the podcast that how they they gloated about we've got different combat, how we're gonna have you know turn based and it'll just be a combat in the open world and all it is is just giant paper mache monsters like that's all yeah. that, that's not really I was expecting you know actually get to jump on some goombas or you know get to bash some Koopa Troopas with a hammer and not have to every single time I find an enemy go into this long drawn out battle sequence. So now let's move into a little bit of a more positive topic. Even though we've got a couple massive releases still down the road with Cyberpunk 2077, the Avengers game coming out early September, I think it's a good time to kind of assess where we're at game of the year-wise because I think we've seen at least four games that are going to be game of the year contenders. And I think that we kind of see two of them are in a completely different level from the other. That's what, at least what I think when you look at the four games. And we, we might all have different opinions on that. So the four games, obviously, that I'm talking about, when I say there are four games I think are, are Game of the Year contenders right now, they would have to be Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. And I think we can all agree on that, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the question is, do you guys share this belief that I do, that I feel like The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima are on a completely different level from Doom Eternal and Final Fantasy VII Remake. What are y'all thoughts? What are y'all's thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I think that Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2, graphic-wise alone, take the story mm-hmm. out graphic-wise alone, they just, they're so, go- such gorgeous games. You know, and Final Fantasy, I, I'm very hesitant. You know, I know that it's going to be put in Game of the Year Contender. Yeah, However, it's, you yeah. know, personally... I wouldn't put it in there, but I, I mean, we all know it's going to be. But I mean, the graphics were great, the story was great, but who didn't know that it was going to be great? Like, it's Final That's Fantasy Seven, you know. Yep. Um, but Doom Eternal, it was, you know, I think that early on, it was a really, really good game. It was a lot of fun. The graphics were improved. The combat was improved. But when, you know, you just, you look at a lot of the early on games, like Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, just not only did they drop, like, you know, just almost back-to-back. It was such good storytelling. Like, it was not just graphical improvements. It wasn't just combat improvements. It was the way that they told the story while improving on every single aspect of the game. Like, it, it was new, and it was realistic. What I really liked about both Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima was that they you don't always get a happy ending. And we don't see a lot of that in games like this because they want to make you feel good. And these make you very uncomfortable. They make you do things that you normally are like, hey, I I don't feel good about this, but I like that. I like that they take you out of the comfort zone. Yes, 100%. I agree. I I agree completely with that just because – I agree that like sometimes in gaming we get a little too stagnated in happy endings and everything just kind of – feels the same, you know, we, you know, bad guy does this at the start, hero stops and saves the day, blah, 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 all that. Right. But these two games really kind of stepped out from that. So, Matt, here's here's the thing. If you remember back, both of you, when we recorded our first episode, 
I said that Ghost of Tsushima was a dark horse for Game of the Year. And now, Matt, yeah. I'm not sure dark horse can really be applied to that. <laughs> because Ghost of Tsushima really came out swinging. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It took me by surprise, but I mean, then again, judging based off of Sucker Punch's past, they have been, honestly, they haven't been the greatest storytellers. You know, we've given us Sly Cooper and Infamous, and, you know, Sly yeah. Cooper had good storytelling, but it was more focused on the gameplay itself, mm -hmm. uh, being from the platformer genre. And Infamous did have a good story. There was a nice little twist in the first game. I kind of lost it in the second game. I mean, it had its moment. And uh, Infamous Second Son, uh, another shoddy kind of story, uh, in my honest opinion. I, I did like Declan's character, but I, I felt like there could have been more there to him other than just being this edgy, you know, punk type of character that we were given. I mean, there were some great characters in uh, Second Son as well, but uh, Ghost of Tsushima is really uh, Sucker Punch's breakthrough when it comes to character development and storytelling and creating an open world that you wanted to explore every inch of. You see that map, and you're just like, I want to uncover everything here. I want to find all the secrets, and I want to, you know, boost my legend up all the way, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that's why, um, as far as my personal game of the year as of right now is going to go, um, Love Last of Us 2, I would say Last of Us 2 was also another breakthrough in storytelling that we haven't seen since some of the greatest films of all time. Uh, you know, this, this could have been something easily by Steven Spielberg. That is some of the, you know, best directors of our time. And mm -hmm. that's why Last of Us 2 was so thrilling, and it was just unpredictable. And every yes. every new chapter, you did not know what to expect. You didn't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, and that's what I love. That's what I love to see in films, and I want to see the same thing more so in games: is the unpredictability that you don't just go into it knowing I know exactly what's going to happen. You know, based off of the trailers I've seen and all that, Last of Us threw us in for a loop. Did not expect anything that we were given and just for that reason alone i'm still placing last of us 2 as my game of the year right now wow. ghost of tsushima yeah uh, ghost of tsushima is closely falling behind um just interested to see what cd project red's got with uh cyberpunk um yes. as far as that goes those those seem to be the biggest games that we have this year um yeah. i love assassin's creed don't get me wrong but you we know what we're getting with assassin's creed so i agree yeah. You know, there's one thing I just have to say about everything you said about Infamous Second Son is that you were the first person I've ever heard say a negative word about Delson Rowe as a character. Everyone <laughs> raves about I, him. And I that does not just... give me any confidence to want to go back and actually play <laughs> that game. Because now I'm worried. I'm worried because he might actually be a bad character. Because there are people that believe he's one of Troy Baker's best characters. And mm -hmm. a yeah. lot of people I've talked to really, really liked him. But... You know, I didn't expect you to go with Last of Us Part Two as your game of the year. That's why I reacted so crazily, because I fully expected <laughs> you to say Ghost of Tsushima. So now I'm going to let Kyle tell you why he thinks you're wrong. So let oh, me tell Lord, you about Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> All right, so actually my game of the year is Paper Mario. Thank you, good night. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> watch out, watch out. <laughs> oh, no. man, throwing balls out here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, dude, I gotta say, I, I don't know, I really, really enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, which, you know, Rusty and I also platinumed. That's how yes. much we, we loved the game. It was loved just, it. I'm it, getting there, I'm it getting was there. so much fun. There was a, there were parts that were really challenging, 
Um, there was yes. this one section that I know Rusty absolutely hated, the mountain. <laughs> but Don't make me talk about that. <laughs> it's just the, <laughs> the combat was just so good, and the world was so beautiful. I loved, absolutely loved seeing the sun shining between the trees or, you know, watching it, you know, shimmer off of the water as you're, you know, just running by with your horse. It was just so, so good. Game. And, I mean, it's, I, I've wanted, you know, a game that gave me a challenge but also wasn't so difficult that it was, you know, Sekiro, where I played it for a day and gave Ooh. it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was just I, I I enjoyed I'm I'm excited to I want to go back through and I want to play it on the hardest difficulty just to because I know that um they added this new lethal mode where you have literally one one hit could kill you and I think that's that's gonna be interesting to play but I don't know I I really really enjoyed it but the only the only negative I really have is that there was no new game plus I think there was a a, a yeah, missed opportunity. It's there. coming. It's big, coming in a future update. Big. The problem is that shouldn't be an update. That was a yeah, big yeah, missed opportunity yeah. for Tucker Punch. Well, a um, lot of games so, have been doing that lately. A lot or mainly one or two? I mean, it's it's not really a lot of games that have done Yeah, I was like, it's Crash Bandicoot 4 is going to have a new game plus. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Wow. It is. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, here's here's how I look at all of it. So I've 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 played both these games talking about for umpteen amount of hours, man. I mean, I've beaten Last Wars Part 2 twice, and I've platinumed it, and I'm, I'm likely going to go back, try to beat it on Grounded Mode when that releases uh, here in a couple days, uh, two days to be exact, on uh, Thursday. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to do the permadeath one to where I can get through the entire game without dying once. It, it will likely irritate the living crap out of me, but I will enjoy it <laughs> all the Take same. That trophy. That would be um, impressive. <laughs> here's, here's the thing with Ghost of Tsushima. And this is a problem I've had with a lot of open world games, period. Um, is there's a feeling sometimes of emptiness. And I when I say emptiness, I don't mean it in like a typical review way where there's just no personality and there's just there's mm-hmm. just not enough of this or that. No, for me I much prefer side stories and side quests to have meaningful not story ramifications, but just have meaningful storylines in I love the tales of sushi. With Lady Masako and Sensei Ishikawa, I love, loved all those. Those were great, but it's the little side missions that just didn't really, didn't really do it for me. On top of that, um, there's a major story character that, for spoiler purposes, uh, I will do why I don't like him. But uh, all I, I will say this, and I will not say anything else about him. Um, I did not like uh, Lord Shimura's character. That's all I will say about it. I thought mm-hmm. that the voice acting was fine. I thought that uh, the dialogue was very, very, very poorly written. Uh, that is all I will say about that, though. My game of the year right now, obviously, is Last of Us Part Two. Um, yeah. I think Last of Us Part Two is a fantastic story. is a fantastic breakthrough in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's something that it very much is something that if this was a movie, Ryan Johnson would be the director of it because that's one of his things. He's always been subverting expectations. He did so in Star Wars The Last Jedi, yeah. did so yeah. in Knives Out. He's done that in all of his films. He would be a great person to direct this movie, or this game as a movie, because it's about subverting expectations. Everyone right. thinks that Naughty Dog lied to us, when in actuality, Naughty Dog kept stuff from us. They didn't tell right. us everything. They didn't tell us, hey, here's what you should expect. And I think the problem that people have with it 
is that they wanted Naughty Dog to say, this is another copy and paste from the first game where it's Joel and Ellie. And it's yeah. not. That's very clear that it's not. So I think that when you take out the first game, the biggest challenge a sequel has is justifying its existence. Last of Us Part Two did that for me. It justified in a big way its Oh, yeah. I loved the story. And one thing that has grown on me since beating it, since platinuming it, is the fact that the ending is very open-ended. Right, could yeah. very easily We could very easily here in four or five years get a Last of Us Part 3. And to be honest, I hope we do. That's just our opinions, though. Be sure to let us know what you think about it. For Matt Beck, for Kyle Lynch, I'm Rusty Ellis. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at Side Mission. See you all next time. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.